When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies. I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead. Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler Sandies shortbread cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. So I had a realization and uh, came to a conclusion recently. Uh, We have been doing our amazing live shows and touring the country, and we also do conventions. And at a lot of these places, we step off the plane and we make it to baggage claim. And at baggage claim, there will be what they call like autograph hounds. They're waiting for us. They're people who have um, headshots of us uh, or Funko Pops or whatever it is they have that they want us to sign. And they have a bunch of them usually, like no more than, I mean, no less than like three at a time, sometimes as many as 10. And they'll try to get you to sign as many of them as you want. And unlike a normal fan or someone who, you know, I I run into out on the street somewhere or at a restaurant or at the airport just randomly. These are not people I'm casually bumping into. These are people <laughs> who have followed our schedule, known when we when when about we are flying in and have done yeah. some sort of research 
to figure out which flight we are on, which airline we are on. Because Which hotel like, we're staying which at hotel, sometimes. Yep. Which hotel yeah. we're staying at. Well, that's what happened recently. I walked in yeah. to check into one of our hotels and Will was with me. And the woman behind the desk said, hi, I uh, just wanted to let you know some people were calling asking for you here. Wow. And it was not a family member of mine. Everybody would have you know, checked in with me on my cell phone. But so they call around to hotels to figure out if they can get information with about where you're staying. And then they wait for you there. In the past, I have kind of begrudgingly and maybe not with the most friendly of attitudes, I have signed those pictures for people. I'll sometimes right. even come right out and say, like, how did you know I was going to be on Delta? Like that, it just right. feels a little weird. It feels yeah. a little icky. But it's also, I think there's also, usually you can tell that 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 they're doing it for money. It's like a right. job. They're going it's to not because they it. like your work, no. right? It's about they them aren't even kind money. to be honest. Most no. of the time, sometimes, well, the yeah, or even Chicago's worse, I've the had worst. them be like, "I'm a huge fan," and I'm like, "Are you?" Because you have like 70 photographs of me right. that you've printed out along with 70 other people. You yeah, know, I'm like, this is you, you're just okay. It's a weird, it's a weird interaction. It it's a weird interaction, great. and I I've normally done it. And you know, truthfully, when we go for conventions, they actually tell us not to do it because the conventions spend quite to. a bit of money flying point. us right. out there to you know sign do autographs that. for people <laughs> who are going to the event, and that's how the convention makes money. So if we're just signing things for people when they've decided to stand outside the airport, it it loses them money. So they ask us not to do it. I have in the past done it before. This last time when people were in our hotel, it was at the, they had called around, figured out which hotel we were staying in. And then at the end of our live show, it was after, it was around midnight, wow. I walked into the lobby of the hotel and they were just sitting in the lobby of the hotel. And because they were sitting in the lobby of the hotel, I thought they were not autograph seekers. I thought they must be people who were staying at the hotel. And I walked in just very relaxed. And then they jumped up and ripped out, ripped out autographs. And I just, I said, no, I said, I'm sorry. No, this feels very weird to me. They were like blocking yeah. my, my entrance to the elevator to get to my room. Right. And I've hit, I hit a point. I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm going to say no. And I'm going to flat out tell them why I'm saying no. The fact that I have continued to sign them is encouraging the behavior. They know right. if they wait for us outside the airport, we will sign them. Even if we say, oh, this feels weird, we do do it. So right. I just want everyone to know I am not going to do it anymore. And I'm going to say- I'm kind of with you. I I'm sorry. I mean, this yeah. feels invasive to me. It feels uh, it makes me uncomfortable and it makes me feel unsafe. That is absolutely right. how I feel. And right. I don't want to encourage the behavior anymore. If I run into you anywhere, anywhere that is random, I it, this does not apply to true fans of our show or the podcast or anything. If I run into you, right. I want you to come up and say hello. I want you to come up and give me a hug. I will sign something for you. I will take a selfie with you. Absolutely. But autograph seekers who are kind of stalking our locations, waiting for us outside of our hotels or waiting for us at the in baggage claim of airports, I'm I'm no longer doing it. It makes me feel very uncomfortable and I don't want yeah. to continue the I don't want to encourage the behavior. Right. So I thought it was funny we got into the hotel after the live show and Danielle and I are walking in and all the autograph hounds are there and Danielle disappeared. It's like it was like there was a Danielle shaped hole in the wall like she disappeared. And then it was just me by myself. I was like, hey, Danielle, we're going to. Oh, OK. I'm just here by no, myself. Did, oh, you okay. go, did you go to the left? No, I what you're talking about the last hotel in Royal yeah, Oak. Yeah. No, I just went in the door and then I went to the right where I didn't know what they were doing. And then a bunch of people. 
were like there. And then I always, I, it's like, I'm, I, I'm a people pleaser. So I always yeah. like to just make people right. happy. And I also hate confrontation. So I'm like, I and know. See, that's places, the way I am too. Yeah. And, they, and they play on that too, because I've had, of course. come on, I've been waiting out here for an hour. I and I'm like, I didn't ask you to. And, I know. Well, and Chicago's like, the worst because Chicago they buy tickets to the flights, and so they are waiting for you when you get off of your off plane. The plane. They're not that even in too, yeah. the. They actually buy whoa. a ticket they don't use. They do, and the, the, there was so the last time I went for C two E two, which is a wonderful convention. There was maybe not exaggerating ten people waiting when I got off the plane, and both of their all their arms on both sides were filled with batarangs on mm-hmm. one side, and then bat masks on the other side, which they wanted me. And I must have signed one hundred and fifty autographs five feet off of the plane which makes a lot of money for them it does <laughs> and after a while and then the thing was i was flying home like i ended up staying in chicago extra days and then flying home two days later to connecticut not even back to la and they were waiting at my connecticut flight at 11 o'clock at night yeah they and it was um, like how did you even know yeah, i, I was doing how much i i don't and i don't know this um I can, i've only had it proven once where when i was dating lance someone knew that Lance and I were taking a flight to Mississippi on like, you know, when we went around Christmas and I don't remember how I found out, but I found out because one of the girl's moms worked for Delta and actually just told her daughter that our names were in in the system for this particular flight. And I suspect there is somebody on the inside of the airlines who either gets a cut of these autographs that they make or or just enjoys giving these tips, but that tells people right. when and where we're coming. Right, but, right. So I don't want it to be a surprise to anyone. Um, and you, obviously, Will and Ryder are allowed to do whatever you'd like. I have just made a decision for myself. It will make me feel better to say it out loud. I also don't enjoy confrontation. I don't like to let people down, right. but I, I am not going to do it anymore. It makes but me... But what about, what about like outside of a live show? Like when we just walk out of the theater? Because I feel weird about that because... We've done meet and greets. Yes. Like the whole right. point is that we've said, this is the time. If you want to meet us, if you yep. want to take a picture with us, and we will do this at a certain time and yeah. we allow a certain amount of tickets. And when that time is over, I want to go home. Yes. Like I wanted to, it's the show not is fair over. to the people that paid to be there. That's the other thing is that it feels like, you know, and, and, and then for these people, they're not really fans. They're just, this is just like their way to make money for them. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I've always greets. had the rule that I would only sign one per person, mm-hmm. and that's sort of, you know, and then they still give me crap about that. They'll still be like, come on, just three more, you know, and I, and I end up feeling bad because I am a people pleaser too, and I'm like, uh, I'm with you, Danielle. I kind of feel like just saying no. Well, if no, you both like, decide to say no, I won't, I won't sign them either because then you're like – you're the, then looking cool while the other two people you're with on the show like kind of jerks. look like jerks. <laughs> and I would never do that. So if you, the two of you are like, we're not signing, then I will stand in solidarity and also say that I won't sign. Yeah, I think that's I, the fair way to do it. It absolutely makes me feel uncomfortable. I feel violated yeah. when those people were inside the lobby of our hotel somewhat yeah. blocking well they our... found my van guys oh, they found gosh. my van because yeah. you because you, Jensen we took a photo We when you we first met each other oh. in um, Minneapolis we all took a photo outside of the van and it showed on Instagram it said, it said the street name in the background and so they were at waiting at my van when I went back with my family to go back after to the hotel ate. pre-show after we yeah, ate after lunch we ate, yeah and I was like, whoa. And then they followed me because I said no, got in my van because I was like with yeah. my son and my wife. I'm like, no, 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 this is, I am not on not the cool. right now. Not and cool. then they followed us to the hotel and pounced there. And I was oh, like, oh man. my God. Yeah, we had people at all the hotels too. And again, it's, it's, it, 
it's it is it's such a strange dichotomy because true fans like the fans are the best. Yes. And we've now ne- we would never say no to a fan coming up being like, can I take a selfie with you? Oh, my exactly. God, I'm a huge fan of the show. No, like we would never the say no to that. people who are doing that, who are actually doing the stalking material are the autograph are the seekers. Autograph that, seekers. Yeah. yeah. OK. So anyway, uh, this right, may I'll stand with you. Boring pre-show chatter. But I, I did have to say it because, again, going with the, the, the people pleaserness, I don't I don't want anybody to be surprised. Right. Right. Surprises no, are it. out. Done. Donezo. Yeah. And well, I didn't and I know that you. whole thing about you and Lance and, and like that somebody at Delta was there. That's great. Yeah. That's so I, yeah. I suspect that's not like the only time it's happened. I, and, right. and by the way, if they ever got caught, they would be in. So oh, I'm sure they'd be fired. Yeah, 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 yeah. So much trouble. Yeah. Welcome to Pod Meets World. I'm Danielle No Autographical. I'm Ryder Strong. And I'm Will Friedle. As a podcast focused on reliving memories from our past, I can tell you firsthand, as you get older, your memory just isn't as reliable as it used to be. Yeah, if we didn't have Will here, there would be a lot of dead air. (laughs) That is true, Robert. Well, guys, since I know you need a little help, you're going to love Legacy Box. It's the safest way to digitize your home videos and pictures, even when you think you don't have a way to watch them anymore. Oh, this is perfect, especially with Mother's Day right around the corner. It really is the perfect gift for the whole family, whether it's a sweet 16 or college graduation. First steps or performing a Backstreet Boys dance in between scenes on your childhood network sitcom. This is the way to reconnect with your history. The process is so easy. You just fill your legacy box with old VHS or camcorder tapes, pictures, negatives, film reels. I mean, they even work with over 15 different types of analog media, so they have you covered. Then you just send the box back and their team professionally digitizes everything by hand in the U.S. And you'll get it all back on the cloud or on a thumb drive along with your originals. I recently sent off my first box to Legacy Box, and I got into my old storage unit and found about 40 tapes, all different media, and I was able to label each one and send it off. I cannot wait to see what these tapes hold. Jensen and I also recently got some of his home videos digitized, and being able to hear his parents' voices again has been a real gift. So join over 1.5 million families that have trusted Legacy Box with their memories. Go to LegacyBox.com slash world to save 60% during their best Mother's Day sale ever. It's time to connect with your past and make sure those memories are preserved properly. That's LegacyBox.com slash world. Summer is steadily approaching and you know what that means. Wearing a shirt at the beach so I don't look like a sad radish for the entire vacation. Okay, maybe. Being thirsty? Yes, Ryder, you got it. It is time to go outside and bask in the glory that is sunshine with barbecues and hikes and trips to exotic locations. With your shirt on? Yes, with your shirt on. It is time to jump into a camper van with your son and your wife and... Torture everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with all these summer activities, it's so important that you stay hydrated. And we're here to tell you all about Liquid IV. It has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. You just rip open a packet and pour it into your water and bam, you're hydrating with electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. But most importantly, it tastes good. It's so easy and perfect after a workout, which I do to replenish after a nice long run. And you can travel with Liquid IV right there in your pocket. Add it to a water on a flight or after a big night when you need just a little assistance to get up in the morning. Tear, pour, live more. One stick plus 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. And with sugar-free flavors like white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime, you can't miss. 
Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code WORLD at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code WORLD at liquidiv.com. It's 2024 and stress is already everywhere. Deadlines at work. Your kids screaming at you. Nonstop traffic. The world is ending. That's a big jump there, Ryder. Sorry, kind of true. Yeah, well, when we want to get away from the struggles of everyday life and have some comforting me time, we break into some Keebler Sandies. Let's say it's finals week and Mr. Feeney has scheduled all of the tests into one day. How will Topanga find a comforting moment to herself? Go to the mall? Not with this hair. Play guitar with her father, Jedediah? Depends on which Jedediah. Bite into some delicious Keebler Sandies? Exactly. Keebler Sandies are buttery shortbread cookies made with simple ingredients. And each Keebler Sandies cookie is baked to perfection by the adorable Keebler elves for a light sweetness and texture that melts in your mouth. God bless those little Keebler elves. When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat that will keep you going. So, the next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. Tell the elves Pod Meets World sent ya. They're real. I've seen them. Orlando, in less than a week, we are going to be in your city. We cannot wait. Tony Quinn is joining us. Also, if you haven't heard, we just announced 10 additional city stops. So check out podmeetsworldshow.com so you can see all the cities. And we have less than 100 tickets left for Orlando. In less than a week, we're going to be there. See you then. Welcome to this episode of Pod Meets World. We are recapping Season 3, Episode 9, The Last Temptation of Corey. It originally aired December 1st, 1995. The synopsis is that Corey starts to enjoy all of the attention he gets from other girls now that he and Topanga are an item. However, things get a little out of hand when Missy Robinson kisses him as, at a party. Meanwhile, Eric buys some baseball memorabilia, hoping to make a fortune, and Feeney preps for a charity walkathon. It was directed by David Trainer. It was written by Susan Myers and Judy Toll. Judy was one of our staff writers. She was an absolutely wonderful woman, a great writer, an incredible comedian, and has since passed away. I think she had, um, I think she had skin cancer. She was good friends with a lot of incredible comedians. She ended up being on, um, I want to say it was Curb Your Enthusiasm or one of these other shows. I mean, she was like a legit stand-up and writer. Wow. Um, and was like an absolutely, she was, she and I used to sit and talk all the time. She was really wonderful. And I found out years later, I was doing a show called go fish. I think it was go fish. I forget. No, excuse me. I did a pilot called Jack's house and the, I walked into the producer's house and she had a picture of her with Judy. And I was like, Oh, you know, Judy, when's the last time you talked to her? And she's like, she passed away several years ago. And I had no idea. Um, it was really sad. So yeah, she was, Judy Toll was awesome. She was with us for a while. Um, yeah, she was great. Yeah, she, um, well, she uh, had a Sex in the City episode dedicated in her name as well. And she okay. did appear on Curb and she wrote for Sex in the City. So. Yeah, she was really funny, like legitimately mm-hmm. funny. She was really, she was, one of her best friends was Kathy Griffin. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, they were they were together quite a bit. Get this episode has uh, some guest stars. Elizabeth Harnois as Missy Robinson, best known as Will's co-star in the infamous My Date with the President's Daughter. I was going to say, not familiar with her or her work. No, don't know not her at, at all. You don't know her. I don't. I never her. knew this connection, really. Really? I've never seen My Date with the President's Daughter. And so, okay. yeah, I was texting with Jensen earlier, and he, he mentioned that. And I was like, whoa. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So you've never seen uh, My Date with the President's Daughter? Neither of uh, us no. have. What? No. no. 
Wow. I've also I've never seen double. I've, HG seen, I've seen all your work because I love oh, you guys. Yeah, because we were, we were required to for Pod Meets World. No, I've seen Summertime Switch. You had seen Summertime Fever. Switch? Of course, I'd seen Summertime Switch several times. No, you had. I had seen it several times. No, I am the vice president <laughs> of the summertime Southern Switch California <laughs> Summer Summertime Switch fan club. I'm not president. I'm vice president. And and uh, yes, I've seen all your work. So whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, she would also go on to be Mo- Morgan Brody on over 80 episodes of CSI. Yeah. And then Lindsay McKeon as Libby Harper. She was later a lead on Saved by the Bell, the new class as Katie Peterson. And then we have the return of And Brittany she came Murphy. back. She came back. Uh, Lindsay came back for um, the first Girlfriends Club, oh, which is when yes. Sean gets handcuffed yep. to the thing by the ex-girlfriend. Right. So she's like one of Sean's exes. Kind of randomly, oh. uh, yeah. but she's great. I remember because we saw her at ATX whenever we did that years ago, and, and she was there. I guess maybe because of Saved by the Bell or something. And um, and I was with Michael Jacobs, and we were like, "Hey, that's she played Libby," and we were like, yeah, "So that's she wasn't we a, she over. wasn't a friend of yours." I for some reason I thought she was like a friend of yours in personal life, right? Or like for some reason I didn't know she was part of your crowd or something like that. No, well, it was funny because when I saw her at ATX, we like hung out and we bonded and like yeah, we got along. I don't remember if we hung out back. I might have might be confusing her with somebody else. Yeah, no, but um, but I definitely remember her and we got along great. And when I saw her at ATX, it was so cool to catch up with her. Um, But I haven't seen her since then. That was what, 2013, something like that. Yeah. So I haven't seen her since. We got to get her on the show. Yeah. And then we have Brittany Murphy as Trini. Mm -hmm. This is her second and final appearance on the show. And we have Andrew Majerian as the voice of Bagwell. Gil Stratton as announcer. He has a he had a long career here in L.A. as the voice of the Rams and just about every sports yeah. talk station the city ever had, which I'm sure Ryder's very familiar with. So yeah. Not only does he love sports ball, mm. but he loves sports radio. Oh, it's like mm. his favorite thing ever. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we jump into our recap. We're in the school hallway. Corey is on the phone with Topanga, who is sick at home, and she says she'll be back by Monday. Corey says that Topanga said she'd never get sick as long as she was taking that trout fluid. Topanga corrects him that <laughs> my first thought was, did Danielle well. have finals this week? I thought the Me same thing. <laughs> I, I write on here. I apparently had finals. Uh, I also, also perfectly quaffed hair. I makeup so all done. You look wonderful. So and I look don't tan. look sick at all. You're like sitting up in bed. It's like, yeah, nothing sick. About I think you. you also I think that we shot this right after the first episode of the season because I'm so tan. you're tan. Uh, Brittany was in it. Yeah. Which she did two episodes back to back, if I remember, and we used the Topanga's bedroom, bedroom. set, which and is my hair looks better. Episode. And my hair so, looks better. Yeah. So I think this was shot. This was the second episode we shot of the season. Okay. Huh. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, also, my room. I don't know if you guys noticed, but there is a giant number four behind my head. On top of some pictures, a full collage of really beautiful women and some men, and. These look like maybe they're my victims and I'm a serial killer. It's okay. the weirdest <laughs> wall collage. It is. It looks like I've been collecting p- pictures of women whose haircut I want because they're like it's a bunch of close ups of really attractive women with like great mm-hmm. shorter hair. And then there's like some pictures of couples on there and then just a number four. <laughs> OK, so you went with you being the serial killer. What if you're the only one that can solve the crime? Right. Yeah. Maybe what that's if you're, what you're like more the detective and you're like, nobody's put these things together. You're Topanga's right. on it. Topanga's on it. I love exactly. it. OK, that makes more sense because yeah. it doesn't seem like she'd be a serial killer. But no, it was, she, but it she's going to catch weird. the four murderer. Yeah, she she sure that's... will. 
So Corey says he'll call her after his next period and then calls her Toby. Everyone in the hallway awes and Corey yells, drop dead, we're in love. And then Sean clears it up that he doesn't mean the two of them. Corey oh, gay says, panic. Gay panic. Sean panics. How, oh, my God. They this might think we're gay. Not you know what? That is actually out of character for boy. Because totally they never character. they never reference Sean being uncomfortable with anybody no, thinking that, that they're gay. In, in fact, that other episode, I guess it was from second yes. season. Well, that was what You're was like, so funny. You're like, hold my hand. Kiss me. Yes. I was like, yeah. hold my hand. Whoa, that, your hand feels yeah. big. He like, never yeah. cared. He totally... never cared about that. No. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Such a, yeah, it's such a yeah. dumb joke. Out of character. So Corey says he's not embarrassed about being in love because they do everything together. And then Libby Harper comes up to Corey and compliments his shirt. And he responds that under it, he's half naked. Sean Which is says, a callback to like, we've done that joke. The, it was a the Natanya Ross now. episode, yeah. right? But yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. We, we love that idea. Just, <laughs> we love it that under your clothes, you're naked. It's very naked. funny. Very funny to our writers. Uh, Sean says Corey was flirting with Libby Harper, but Corey says he was just being nice. And girls like Libby don't flirt with him. Sean says women are watching Corey because he has the scent. Corey asks what the scent is. And Sean says it's the scent of being unavailable. <laughs> and Virgo, they want him. <laughs> very funny joke. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. Very, very briefly, because I've heard this is the case and it never happened to me. Ryder, did you notice women hitting on you more when you put on a wedding ring? Um, yeah, you did. I never, no, nothing. No, there's I mean, been no change. I didn't get hit on before. I don't get hit on now. <laughs> I don't know if it was like so obvious, but like, I've definitely noticed in my life that when I'm in a relationship, women are more comfortable and flirty in general. Like whenever hmm. I'm like really alone and sad and wanting women to hit on me it doesn't happen let doesn't me put it that happen, way right. fair yeah. enough okay i think maybe yeah. the alone and sad is yes, has yes. more probably, to do with the, yeah. the partnered up factor <laughs> it's the not taking care of yourself yes. uh, hi, the, your hygiene it's the drunk, that's the problem alone in a bar <laughs> yes. sad and yes. desperate that yes. women that's are rejecting probably what turns them off right. like As desperation in bourbon when yeah. you're happy women actually being attracted to you so that's what yeah. i yeah i mean that's it's really it's it's so dumb to make it about like how women can sense that you're in a relationship. The, the truth is, you're just comfortable and you're happy yeah. and you're no, like, I more meant confident. with the wedding ring. Like, they see that there's this thing where you ring. see a wedding ring. I don't wear ring. a wedding ring. I mean, I oh, did for a few yeah, years. Did for a while. Um, so I did. But um, yeah, no, I don't think it was ever because of that. Like, mm -hmm. but I definitely have noticed that, like, I, I'm more comfortable around women and women sure, are yeah. more comfortable around you when they're, you're not desperately trying to hit on them. So, well, yeah, yeah, of course. It feels like, better. You're already yeah. taken. So it's like nothing could happen from this. So you're just kind of talking. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Corey says it's not like Missy Robinson is just going to come flirt with him. And then wouldn't you know it? Missy Robinson comes up to him and asks if he knows what time the sun sets. It's 652 in case you were wondering. Corey gets nervous and looks to Sean. <laughs> and then we're in Feeney's classroom. Sean whispers to Corey that Missy is in Topanga's seat. Corey shushes Sean as he's trying to pay attention. But Feeney calls out Corey to explain what he was saying. Corey has no idea. Feeney then calls on Sean, who says, Franklin Roosevelt and the New Deal. Feeney grabs his chest in shock and says, dear Lord, he's right. Sean explains that's been his answer for two years. Sooner or later, it had to pay off. That's a great, great beat. Great uh, beat. Did you guys notice, too, this is like maybe the only time this has happened in the history of Boy Meets World. Uh, there is Feeney 
uh, hubbub going on at the beginning of the scene. Like, so while I'm talking to Corey, he's you can he's, hear. Yes. Yeah. It's like they recorded Bill hubbub, doing yeah, like generic that. hubbub, hubbub, hubbub. And it's like, that never happens in our show. It's usually like if the teacher's talking, they're just off camera. We don't hear yeah. them at all. But for whatever reason, this episode, they decided to record some feeding right. dialogue. They it's wanted also reality. Yeah. A little bit of reality. I love yeah. seeing Feeny at the front of the classroom. I know. I, every I know. time I see it, it just brings me right back. It's wonderful. It's where he belongs. I love it. It yeah. is a really comfortable feeling to see yep. him up there. We have actually not had that many classroom scenes this whole season. I know. Like, we haven't had many Mr. Turner scenes. We're There's really been a lot away. of classroom scenes, but not a lot of classroom teaching scenes. Correct. It's right. like yeah. walking Before in and having a scene about after. something or walking into the right. hallway and having... It's not like sitting there and learning a lesson. You don't get right. that Right, the integration lot. of, like, the book into that that right. is really first and second season yeah, yeah. We, starting to kind of really fall away. by the wayside yeah it absolutely yeah. is yeah yeah as class ends feeny says everyone needs to pick a partner for their next assignment naturally Corey and sean partner up feeny stops them and tells them to spread the wealth sean says he has to do the project with his best friend until a girl asks him to partner up and sean immediately ditches him for her hey. and then <laughs> trini aka Brittany Ugh. murphy comes up to Corey saying Topanga is always her partner and there are very few people who understand her. Trini says she can call Topanga at three in the morning and without saying a word, Topanga knows it's her. She's Trini, so good. She's, she's so, great. so good. She's so good. I don't love this scene though. I was, something's yeah. a little. Really? Like, oh, I yeah, love it. I wanted her to be quirkier. Yeah. Like, I mean, well, like what she's saying is funny. Like, I love the joke of like, I caught, you know, but like as a, I don't know, I just, I thought maybe she oh, should I thought be it was like perfect. eating it was something great. or drinking something or doing something it's weird. It's her body. She's like move, constantly moving her body and yeah, it's like, no, that's great. I think what you're constantly, what, what you're bumping against is the fact that the last time we saw Trini, he was actually on a date with her and there right. was none of, you didn't pick up at all that he found her annoying. You you right. didn't get that he had a crush on her or anything, but there wasn't any sort of the janitor bud Feeny relationship. Yes, right. Yes. I, I wanted her to be weirder or to yes. go on for too long. Or be annoying so that we, to Corey, yeah. So that we can see him become annoyed right. instead of him just going, I'm annoyed with her all the time and us being like, oh, right. I, I'm sorry, I didn't know that about your relationship. It feels exactly. a little like they told us something about the relationship we missed, but we didn't. Right. It also feels like Corey's kind of mean. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and why, he is, why he is just, because we don't yeah. there. I would have loved for her to have a bunch of examples about yes. like where she, if she, if Trini could have been more like young Danielle, let me ask you a question. Cause here are my answers. And then just not <laughs> shut up for like three yes. minutes and yes. for him to be like trying to leave the whole time she's talking. Yes. I, I, I loved her. So, I mean, trust. Oh, I'm not, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to give Brittany Murphy a note. She's great. It was more about the writing. <laughs> it's of, more about the writing to me, too. Yeah, it's yeah. about the character setup. It's Because she's so, wonderful. I mean, later yeah. when she's in the bedroom and she does that thing where she's Ugh. like, I'm going to stay for only one more hour. Nobody, Nobody gets, gets me. me. It's yeah. such a great so movie. Great. Uh, so Trini hints that she wants to be Corey's partner, but he ignores her and walks out of the class. As he walks out into the hallway, Missy stops him to ask him to be her partner. Corey says he's going to do the project solo, and but Missy is still flirting and calls Corey funny and cute. And I'd just like to point out that Corey is doing the right-ish thing here. He's suspected mm -hmm. Missy's flirting with him. He says, no. I'm not going to be your partner. I'm I'm going to put this this boundary here, and I'm going <laughs> to say no. This is the no. last time Corey does the rightish thing. <laughs> well, <laughs> right, episode. but also we'll talk about that. So he does the well, right thing here. He says, "I do like this." Is also the only moment where there's any indication of why she might like him, which right. is kind of nice. Like it would be, I would I would appreciate this episode a lot more if Corey Earned more it. innocently was awesome to her in yeah. some way instead of just. 
it seems like a lot of this episode is reconfirming this notion of the scent, like we Correct. were talking about, without any rationalization of like what she is interested in about Corey. Right. No, and the, like the implication is that women want men who are taken because they're taken and and, some, and that makes them feel better about themselves that they were able to steal a taken man right it's also there's yeah. there, it's a, it's it's the stereotypical woman showing disrespect to another woman like not right. caring right. that she's in a relationship and i don't care yeah. and it's kind of it's like okay i get where you're going but it's, it would have been so easy to make give her a really strong reason to yeah. like Corey, right like Corey's yeah. a funny guy he's cute yeah. in his own way and like and he and the fact that he thinks of himself as unpopular and average, which we've clearly established from season one, is such a great thing for him to 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 just appreciate somebody thinking he's cool or funny. Yeah. You know, like yeah. Corey would so easily fall into a, a situation like this uh, if a if a girl really did like him and really did think he was. Yeah. But instead, she is like after this scene, after this couple lines, yep. she is just on like seduction track. Right. Yeah, and it kind of is psychopathic it's yes. like what is what what uh, what is the motivation here what does she want from him other than like sex up. you know right. it's like, but is she also on... just trying to break up Corey and topanga that's the point she wants Corey, whether it's for long right. time or yeah, not she Corey. just wants Corey. but we don't know yeah. what yeah we, we don't, don't really, really know, know why, why, why which is kind which of i guess weird. maybe is enough of an explanation she just thinks Corey's hot but i i thought it would be cooler if if there was a, like a little just a little bit more of a reason like he said something in class he says yeah. something here that well what that you is, said it should have been what you said at the beginning which is and sean should have been the one to explain it. it's like now that you're in a relationship you're comfortable and relaxed you're totally yeah. you're easier right. to be around you don't right. you're not awkward like and when's the last when time she, you fell on your face like something like when she came up to him and said do you know when the sun sets if he had a witty response back to yeah. it and and she giggled and was like you're so funny if we yeah. got to and see a little like, oh. oh right yeah yeah so i i agree with you so Corey says he's going to do the project solo then feeney walks by with trini and says she still needs a partner but Corey says he's taking <laughs> I love the way he's holding her like uh-huh. she's just this like wild animal <laughs> that he caught and he has to keep away from her <laughs> oh god he puts his arm around missy to avoid having to work with trini and missy says Corey's girlfriend topo gigio won't mind and when Corey corrects her that her name is topanga she says whatever this so. is where topo gigio comes from right we've yeah. never heard this before which is yeah. it is a reference to something else. Toba yeah, it's Shishu a reference like a little... to um, a character on a. Why can't I think of the name? The um, puppet show or something? Uh, no, or... like the Late Show. Ed Sullivan, maybe Ed, Ed Sullivan. Sol- uh, maybe Ed Sullivan, yeah. Okay. But it was Topa Gigio. We, caught, we did that for years. Shows. One of those boomer yeah. shows. Yeah. <laughs> this is another one of those. We did these for years. Topa Gigio. So uh, then we're in the school cafeteria. Corey walks over to sit next to Sean and is confused because Bertha told him his lunch was already paid for. Then Missy waves at Corey from another table and Sean says he still doesn't realize the scent. The scent. And I also call him Corrence. Corrence. Yeah, Corrence, which is kind of cool. And that's like kind of cool. It's weird. The only time we ever do it? Yeah, I think so. Let's see. We'll see if it ever comes up again. And my skin is horrible. Really? Even I, didn't I noticed notice. it. I noticed oh, it this time. Oh god, I am so yeah. covered in makeup. You really were yeah. this time. Yeah, this Real is the first time I noticed dying it. Dying yeah, this, this is the first time I noticed it. Oh, I never last noticed episode it before. In this episode, it's so bad. Yeah, this one I saw. Oh. I didn't see yeah. it before, but this one I saw. I haven't gotten on Accutane yet. Yeah. So. Well, Missy yeah. calls to Corey again to say she saved him a seat. Corey says he's going to go over there, but just to talk about the project. And Sean tells him, "Remember." And Corey finishes, "Be myself." And Sean says, "No." 
be me. Be me. <laughs> Good line. <laughs> and then Feeney walks up to Turner and Williams. He's all buddy buddy and out of character. He's looking for pledges for a charity walkathon. Uh, I just, I mean, Bill Daniels at this point can do no wrong for me. Yeah, He's I my know. favorite part of the show. I had I no idea. Yeah. We were on a TV show with a guy. Obviously, I respected him, but now yeah. I'm like, I want to just watch the Feeney show. Yeah. I just Feeney want to watch Bill Daniels. The Feeney yes. and Allen show. Oh, my God. <laughs> exactly. so, this scene just kills me. Yeah. Every little line, every line reading, and I was like laughing He's out perfect. loud. I just, He's perfect. He's yeah. perfect. And he it's just so, so entertaining. You know, it's... It's just, it's its own show. Like, you know, yeah. it's its own show for the grownups watching along with their kids to be yep. like, oh, Feeney is putting one over. It's and so great. And the three of them together are so good, too. It's so a great fun. dynamic. And mm -hmm. yeah, love it. I know. I love the three of them together. Turner says he's already down for $2 a mile. And Feeney says janitor Bud paid twice as much. And he's a man of no fixed address, which <laughs> I is brilliant. You got to be Bud, man. Uh, Eli agrees that Turner has to beat Bud, so he puts down $5 a mile and then he leaves. Eli says he's always up for a good cause, and then Feeney's hand cramps up. He says, oh, when the weather gets damp, his joints swell up. Like last year when his knee swelled up so badly, he had to be a no-show to the walkathon. Eli says, look, man, why don't I just give you $50 so you don't have to hurt yourself? But Feeney is trying to persuade him into donating more by saying he may not even be able to walk the whole thing. William says, you know what? I'll give you $50 a mile. That way, if you only do one mile, you still get 50 bucks. And then Feeney smiles like a little devil. He's got that great <laughs> smile, too. That oh, little, so like, good. gotcha, gotcha. Gotcha. I love it. Missy wants Corey to feel how soft her skin is now that she's tried a new moisturizer, and he just touches her really quickly and says it reminds him of their history project. Missy questions why Corey thinks her skin reminds him of the Great Depression, and he says, no, just the end part, when everyone gets all happy. <laughs> Great lines. Mm -hmm. Great lines. It's funny. Corey asks about the project and Missy says she can't work on it this weekend because she has a party and that Corey should come and bring Sean. Notice she doesn't say you should bring Topanga. Mm -hmm. She says bring Sean. Corey is hesitant and asks if she thinks they'll find time to talk about the Great Depression at the party. And she says it wouldn't be a party if we didn't. <laughs> It's 2024 and stress is already everywhere. Deadlines at work. Your kids screaming at you. Non-stop traffic. The world is ending. That's a big jump there, Ryder. Oh, sorry, kind of true. Yeah, well, when we want to get away from the struggles of everyday life and have some comforting me time, we break into some Keebler Sandies. Let's say it's finals week and Mr. Feeney has scheduled all of the tests into one day. How will Topanga find a comforting moment to herself? Go to the mall? Not with this hair. Play guitar with her father, Jedediah? Depends on which Jedediah. Bite into some delicious Keebler Sandies? Exactly. Keebler Sandies are buttery shortbread cookies made with simple ingredients. And each Keebler Sandies cookie is baked to perfection by the adorable Keebler elves for a light sweetness and texture that melts in your mouth. God bless those little Keebler elves. When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat that will keep you going. So, the next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. Tell the elves Pod Meets World sent ya. They're real. I've seen them. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. 
the first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ionic 5 is a tech Ford electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free. Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment Professionals can be as easy as a phone call. And one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. Now, this is the part where I guess you very easily could have just been like, no, 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 I'm not. I'm not (laughs) going. For me, it was the next scene with Topanga when it was like, why is he rationalizing going to this? Like, why does he like and, and yet he somehow makes it and the whole show seems to make it her fault right. like it's all well, on i mean she does sexually assault him which we'll, we'll sure. get to i mean sure. she's yeah. a- <laughs> but this yes. is also i didn't think Corey- this was that big a deal because uh, again back back when we were seventh grade eighth grade mm-hmm. there'd be parties and it's like even if you have a girlfriend or whatever if she couldn't go you'd still go because all your boys would be there there'd be 50 people there yeah. i mean it wasn't a big deal but yeah, Corey it- knows that missy's into it. at this That's point the thing. it's become clear I- he's talked about it Right. And that he still chooses to go. It's like, right. and and right. I, which is all fine because that's the point of the story, right? right? Right. I just wish Corey knew, like, would acknowledge that he was into her, right? And that's why he's going. He chooses to go to the party, and it would have just been a little, little easy wrinkle of him yeah. saying to Sean, "Well, I do kind of think Missy's a she's so hot. cool. Right. She's so cool. I want to be around her." Now, I do you love think Topanga, that's what it I, is? See, I of didn't think. See, I didn't think oh, that's what it was. he's just an innocent victim walking no, into no, 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 no. Like, no. I think he's he's enamored with the idea that women actually want him. I don't think it's necessarily Missy. It's the idea that right. w- wow, all of a sudden I'm the average guy, but now right. women right. want me, and it's more being infatuated with that than with her as an actual person. I get that. Then I guess I, 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 I wish he enjoyed her 
finding him funny and interesting more. Like, right. you know, like, especially in the scene in the basement, it would be so great if he's having a good time. Like, yeah. if he can't help himself because he's, he, she's laughing at all of his jokes or his right. stories and right. she's finding and he finds him himself putting it on and he's exactly. being a little bit. Well, and by that he's point, like, oh, he's God, 100% what have I done? It's wrong. nine o'clock. Yeah. I stayed too late because yeah. I just got, I got yeah. that would make sense. Yeah. But mm. yeah, no, you're right. You're right. This happened to me, by the way. This exact story happened to me, by the way. Really? What? Exact story happened. What, you had a girlfriend and- No, I was you in this situation. So my friend Mike, at the time, was had a girlfriend, but another girl liked him. And we were told there was a party. The two of us went and there was just two girls there. It was the girl wow. that liked him and a girl that I had a crush on who did not like me at all. So they went off and hooked up, but because they hooked up, the girl that I like actually kissed me until Mike walked in the hallway and then she threw me across the room as if I weighed nothing because she didn't want anyone to see that she had actually kissed me. So it was like, I remember being next to her on the couch, then being 14 feet away in like a half a second. Did you undergo like a physical transformation from the age of 15 to 16 where you went no. from like the phantom of the opera to who you are now? Like, yeah. dude, what, was, what you talk as no, if you were like I this know. repulsive, no, I was the funny socially kid. awkward. No, I was, but I was just, you, I was the funny kind you're of You're a beautiful human being, Will. Yes. There's well, like no you. point yes. in your life where you weren't a beautiful human being. <laughs> right. You have like Do you perfect think features. 12-year-old no see beautiful human being? No, they, okay. I was a chubby. You also are the funniest human being I've ever met in that's what, that's what I was. So, I was the funny that's kid. That's what people a funny, gorgeous guy. He was a funny, yeah. gorgeous white guy. Fun- he really had it very <laughs> really wrong. Had it wrong. No. You don't Just, understand. I was, oh, I was overweight. I was, I was the <laughs> chubby kid, the chubby, sense. funny kid. I was not no. the. You know what the I think it is. Kid. I my my take is that you were gone a lot more than you think. No, yeah. I think you were not. You think of yourself as like having had a normal, uh, like regular attendant like regular school attendance and so, but you were not at 11 you were already going to new york yeah i did just, don't just I think sit you're there remembering it wrong no you were I'm, doing nickelodeon shows i'm you sorry you're telling me i'm remembering my own life wrong with my memory yes. i did all of don't just sit there during the summer so i missed no school during do, right. doing don't just sit there i, I missed people one were intimidated and I felt like you yeah. didn't think you were part that. of the community so i people wish were. That were yeah. the, I wish everything you're saying was was actually the case. It wasn't. I was just the funny kid that everyone was friends maybe with. It was, maybe it was because you smelled so. They were, all she my was, friends she smoked. All my friends smoked. <laughs> no, I was the funny. I was the funny kind of chubby kid that just. I was popular with girls in like the sixth and seventh grade, and then eighth grade. Some there was a weird power dynamic shift in eighth grade, and all the kids that had friends were literally beaten up and then weren't part of the, the, the friend group anymore. So at the start of high school, I had no friends, none. Yeah. Um, it was we- it was a really weird dynamic in my life. But all my friends the, say the same thing now when they look back at I, no, you were never there. No, I was there the whole time. No, you were the cool guy. Nope, wasn't the cool guy. So it's like they remember it the way you guys remember it, and I remember it the way it actually happened. We're all yeah. probably no, wrong. We're wrong. all wrong. Even the people who were there. Only <laughs> Will Friedle, who's his own person from inside himself. He's yes. the one we should trust. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm Should known for be? having a horrible memory. 
It's not about memory. It's about perception. Uh-huh. Trini walks up behind Corey, which scares him, and asks if he wants to go over to Topanga's house after school. Corey acts very caught and says, do you think you're the only person who is thinking about poor, sick Topanga? I love the girl. I'm thinking about her right now. Then he sits down with Missy and he pops back up saying he's thinking about her right now, too. And he's going to go over there and think about her some more. And then we're in the Matthews kitchen slash living room. Corey tells Sean that he's going to the party and nothing will happen because he's his own person and doesn't care what anyone else thinks. Sean asks Corey where he's going as he walks into the living room and Corey responds that he's going to run it by Topanga, which I thought was funny. Smart. Eric is holding a hammer and the Matthews family photo and asks Sean to take the picture while he puts a nail in the wall. It's a Sean, great beat. Without flinching, just grabs just it, leaves, grabs the picture, it's and great. walks right out the front door. So Not a funny. question asked. So funny. No, no exchange between the <laughs> two of us. Just like I right, just it. takes sure. it and goes. Got it. It's awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Eric makes a hole in the wall when he tries to hammer a nail, but says it's a good thing he's putting a picture up. Amy and Alan walk into the house. And that's Alan me says, hanging up anything in my house. By the oh, way, that's yeah, exactly what I do. You oh, like 14. Like I never take the time to measure. I'm always like, that looks about right. Boom. And then it's like completely in the wrong space. So I have like four holes for everything hanging up in my house. Like, you know, I'll do like that occasionally. But oh, my God, it's awful. <laughs> Amy and Alan walk into the house and Alan says he had to wrestle Sean for their family picture. Eric hangs a picture of baseball of a baseball player and says with the money he'll be making, Alan will be able to buy himself a new family amy asks who the poor man with the swollen head in the picture is and eric says that man is going to pay college tuition and that man is jeff manell our friend of the show and writer favorite writers friend of the show couldn't love him anymore wrote the Um, famous scream episode that's right yeah eric says he's gonna say one word baseball collectibles are hot and then he says he paid 200 macaroons for that photo of Teddy Beanbag Bagwell. Ugh. Alan says that man is a bum and that picture is not worth $200. But Eric says Baggy is only two hit by pitches away from the major league record. Two more bean balls and they can all go to college. Ugh. My favorite line. <laughs> we all go to college. We all go to college. What are you talking about? <laughs> but you uh, say it with such confidence. Exactly. Two more bean balls. We all go to college. And we this makes if what you're saying is right, Ryder. This makes total sense. I'm. It's the second episode, so I'm yeah. comfortable. I'm doing. It's yeah. like, right. and then yeah. for, I lose it for some reason for a couple yeah. episodes. But it was. Yeah. I was good here. This was okay. No, you were having fun. Yes, a- exactly. Amy asks who holds the record for getting hit in the head, and Alan says he's thinking Eric. <laughs> he's thinking Eric. Pretty cute. And then we're in Topanga's room. Trini is telling Topanga about the school project and that she couldn't find a partner, so she's doing it with Feeny. But Feeney also told her to never call again, which again, I think I would is watch so a cute. whole show yes. of just Feeney and Trini. By the way, Feeney and Trini. Feeney Trini. Trini. The Feeney oh. Trini show. The oh. Feeney Trini show. Oh, I would love that. Them doing a project together on the Great Depression, please. Oh, oh man. So, so funny. funny. Corey walks in and isn't excited to see Trini. And Trini says, well, now that Corey is here, she's sure they don't want her hanging around. And Topanga says, oh. And then Trini immediately tells her, okay, I'll stay, but only for one more hour. Corey looks unhappy and Trini explains she was just joking and no one gets me. Oh, it's so great. Oh, and as she walks out the door, um, this is the scene I remember the most. This is the me too. This is, isn't it funny? That's so funny. I, I wasn't one? even in this scene, but what, I the bedroom out, like, scene. Yeah, the bedroom yeah. scene. Huh. My of of my of all the scenes 
that I got to do with Brittany Murphy in the two episodes, this is the scene I remember the most. Me too. And I wasn't in it for whatever reason. I think huh. we were just all hanging out that I day. I think we were all hanging out in the bedroom and there were, so weird. Yeah. it was just comfortable. And I remember Brittany The second so well. I saw her sitting on your bed, I was like, yes. yes. now Because I didn't remember this set when we saw in the first episode. Yeah. But I, when I saw her sitting in the bed, I was like, that's the day I remember hanging out during rehearsal and yeah. talking to her Brittany mom. and her, her mom. Yeah. yeah. Weird. Me too. So funny. Yeah, this was this is the moment I was like, man, I really I really remember. And I think for me, the blocking being so easy, I didn't have anything else to remember. I was just I just got to sit there and like talk to her and kind of enjoy her, which meant during rehearsal, any downtime we had, we were also just sitting there and talking. Yeah. So I think maybe that made it really memorable for me. So Topanga asks about Corey's day, which he says was uneventful. Corey says he got partnered up with a girl. Oh, what's her name? But Topanga (laughs) already knows it's Missy because Trini told her. Corey says, Missy is kind of a stupid name, huh, Topanga? And then he calls Missy a flake because all she could talk about is her party tonight. But Topanga says, Trini didn't mention a party. Corey says, not many people tell Trini about parties, which is a a very funny line. Uh, Topanga asks if he's going. Corey guffaws that he's not going without Topanga. Topanga says he should go. And she seems like a real chill girlfriend. She's like, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, go go to a party. party. Where's the line where... Topanga doesn't say anything and he goes, huh? Right there. Like, yeah, yeah, right, right before here. that. He goes, oh, oh my I'm, God. Go, I'm going to the party. And that, she doesn't say anything. Huh? Huh? Like, <laughs> I hey, you love should go. that. Like waiting for her to waiting. say, you should go. And she doesn't. So he sort of forces it. I, yeah. That's hysterical. It is so oh, no? funny. What? No? What huh? did you say? Huh? Did I miss something? Huh? And then she says, he can go. It's very, very funny. Yeah. Corey says he'll pick up ice cream for Topanga on his way home. And she says he doesn't need to do that. But if he insists, it should be organic rice milk ice cream. But if they don't have that, make it Chunky Monkey Double Fudge with Jimmy's. I don't know why I remember you during run through saying that all me the too. time. We, me too. It's a funny I line. Do too. It's yeah, a funny but line. I just, it's in my, you I know what else I think it. too? I think they changed the name of the ice cream. A, a million times. times. Is that what it week. was? Is that why I remember it? Okay. I remember there being a lot of So we were all probably discussion. riffing on it backstage. Yes. We were like, it should yeah. be this. It should, we yeah. all had opinions probably. Yeah, yeah, because I think we changed the name of it a bunch because I remember Michael, it being very important to Michael that it, I think it, this may have been a similar flavor to like his wife's favorite food. ice cream flavor. But food with him was always a big thing. Yeah, food. Yeah. Food so, and hair. Food and hair. <laughs> food and hair. Yeah. Yep. Corey says if he's not back by nine, they must be at war. And assures Topanga he'll be back. Topanga looks confused as Corey exits. I'm also confused about the at war reference, but. I think it just means something so horrible. It's like, I'm not here by nine. Something so horrible took me away from me. But yeah, so this is where I was like, what is, what is Corey? Right. Going. He's excited to go to this party. Right. Which I guess is, you can't say it's just because he thinks it's a party. So he's just going to have fun with his friends and, and a girl that likes him. But. Yeah. But then why then I don't get why he's playing it where it's like he's doing something wrong already. That's my that's in the writing where it's like if he thinks he's just going to a party and his girlfriend is so chill, which she is. It's right. like, why are you playing it like you're already because right. he likes doing Missy. something I mean, that's wrong? That's the only yeah. answer. I guess it's got to be wants, it. It's he be, wants to I have guess. his cake and eat it too, right? I mean, that's the whole thing is that it's temptation, and right. he and so yeah. I guess I wish it was a little clearer that Corey. Likes, likes Missy, Missy. and yeah. that she yeah. likes him, and that there is something so. there, even if it's just having the hots for one another physically. Right. It would be nice for him to acknowledge that, especially by the end of the episode. Like, I yeah. really wish that at the end of this episode, Corey was able to say, "Like, yeah, I, 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 I love made my girlfriend, mistake. but I'm not blind." Uh, yeah, right. it just, yeah. just I don't know, but instead, it's like he's a victim. The you end know, the of whole, the episode's the whole weird. Thing is like keeping him 
it's it, the whole, there's so much energy and twisting to make sure that Corey is innocent. Yeah. Like, right, yeah, like yeah. He, he didn't, he didn't pick her as his partner. He got forced because it was either Trini or her. He didn't choose to go to a party where it was a makeout party because she, you know, and it's like this constant, like it's always putting it on Missy that he's in this position, which minimizes the whole point of the episode, which is that he is tempted and it should just right. be that like, yeah, he tried to, he, he thought he could maybe make out with a girl or, or flirt with a girl at least and get away with it. And I don't know. I, I just wish I, it was I understand less Will's Will's point though, too, which is like to him, this kind of becomes a little bit of an experiment, which this is what Corey's wanted right. his entire, the, the entire show. Like, I just want to be cool where girls yeah. want me like to come me. to their party. Yeah. And now Sean is saying, oh, you haven't realized that's happened now. It's happened because all you needed was a girlfriend. Now that you have right. one, it's happened. And Corey's looking at it like, there's no way. Are you serious? And then I right. did get invited. Let's go. Let's. So he's wanting to take the experiment one step right. further. Right. A right. little, makes... maybe less about it being specifically Missy. If it were another cool girl, he would have been right. doing the same thing. Like this has become. What is this that's right. happened? Am I cool now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I can see. I can see it from from that way. So yeah. uh, then we are in Missy's house. New house alert, but same another darn basement. basement. Same basement. <laughs> same basement. Same basement Always. closet. Same yeah. closet too. They've all got the same architecture. Something happened this part with our Philly. writers in a basement <laughs> with closets. Exactly. It's a real powerful yep. place. We keep coming back to it. Uh, it's crazy. Corey and Sean walk into Missy's basement, but no one is there except Missy and Libby. Sean asks if this is a surprise party and Miss and Libby says kind of Corey asks where everyone is but Missy says this is everyone surprise surprise and then Corey and Sean are shocked shocked and then we're in Missy's house it continues Missy says it's just the four of them Corey turns to Sean and asks what they're going to do Sean says he'll take Libby and Corey can take Missy but Corey reminds him he has a girlfriend named Topanga Libby starts flirting with Sean I didn't know if she was whispering in your ear, blowing or into licking your ear, your ear or what she's whispering. Ear. She must yeah. be. I think she said, like, let's go upstairs to the bedroom or something like that would be my right. guess. Yeah. Right. There's nobody okay. else here or something like that. Yeah. So uh, Corey asks if he had anything to do with this. And Sean says, no, but I did dream this once, except you weren't here. <laughs> That's a great line. <laughs> great line. <laughs> Corey says they need to stick together and stay strong. But Libby starts whispering in Sean's ear and Corey tells him to go. Sean and Libby run upstairs away from the privacy of the basement. Just yeah. but again, let's go. I know parents aren't home. We find Bedroom's out later open. parents aren't yeah. here. But yeah. in the moment, my thought was, so you go upstairs where the parents are? Because I yeah. thought parents were probably there, but. Okay. Missy says she's happy Corey is there and is looking for a compliment on her dress. Corey says his girlfriend Topanga has the same dress, but longer. But longer. longer. <laughs> <laughs> Another great line. Missy pulls Corey over to the couch to sit down and Corey repeats, lunchroom lady, lunchroom lady. Which is peak Ben Adam Savage Sa yeah. doing Adam, Adam Sandler. Sandler. It's yeah. exactly <laughs> what that is. That was Ben, like yeah. in the craft service table, and Ben in the classroom, and Ben everywhere. That yeah. was Ben doing lunchroom lady. Lunchroom lady. So Adam Sandler for him. It's actually like an Adam Sandler line because Adam Sandler has the lunchroom lady. The lunchroom, song. Yeah, yeah, but that was just that was straight up Ben yeah. channeling. And he's Adam doing Sandler. it for this whole scene, like all yep. this this sort of baby talk. Yeah. Yep. Uh -huh. yep. So Corey points out the deer heads on the wall and Missy tells Corey not to worry because her dad has never shot a boy she liked. Corey questions if Missy likes him and she says she does, at least what she knows about him. But she wants to know a lot more. She turns his face toward her by his chin and says she's going to look deep into his eyes until she learns it all. 
And then Corey starts talking about the day he was born in Jefferson Hospital. It was drizzling and he loved his blue blankie. <laughs> and then the time dissolve where they've obviously been sitting there for a while and he's still talking. Mm-hmm. It was great. still talking, but he's only <laughs> caught her up to the fourth grade when he got the awful <laughs> diagnosis about his flat feet. Flat feet. Missy cuts him off and says they should talk about what's going on now. Corey says, well, not much is going on except the two of them sitting in this room with these heads. Missy wants to make it interesting, so she turns on music and starts to dance with Corey. Missy leans in to kiss Corey, but he puts his hand between them, so she kisses his hand and makes our second The Graduate reference by saying, Missy Missy Robinson, Robinson. you're trying to seduce me. Yep. So again, Corey sees it coming Mm -hmm. and does the right thing by stopping it. He like, but nope. still the wrong thing by even being in this basement at this point. Right. Because yeah. for sure, even if you say I'm following through on this experiment about going to this party to see if I'm cool, the minute it was just the four of you. You should, be, you should bail. You need to bail. Yeah. You cannot yeah. stick around. Yeah. And they tried to make it like, oh, I'm doing this for my friend Sean because Sean's going to go. Yeah. But no. No, because Sean needs help with girls for some exactly. reason. Exactly. No, this also, is now Corey. <laughs> Corey has officially crossed over to yes, this, this is, is now, now your fault. This is Corey's. Yeah. Corey yeah. is participating yeah. in this. Which, yeah. you know, if he likes Missy, makes yeah. sense. Like, if yeah. you got the hots for a girl, you got you know. And if she. But, I, also, you know, when she's like, I want to look into your eyes and know it all. Again, it would be great if it was like. I, I want to hear more like about actual coriness, like yeah. or that she thought that this was hysterical that he does this. I don't know. It's just but this also makes perfect she's on sense then track. why they changed this episode in the airing order. Because there's no way that the second episode they're right. together, he's already cheating on her. Yeah. It's like you right. can't you can't have that. So they were like, why don't we hold right. that for five but or it six does. episodes? It is Let's like go. if you think about the first episode of the season and this, it is like full Corey Topanga story, you know, like, and then we had to sort of go away from that for a while to do more of the Sean stuff, finish up the Sean Turner storylines and stuff, because it is really intense to come in third season. Like, imagine if this was the second episode, that would be be like nuts. He's already, they're together. He's, he's already had. By the way, I still uh, feel that way. Nine episodes in. And I'm like, already this relationship is clearly not Awful. good. Just dysfunctional. get out of it. Hugely <laughs> yeah. dysfunctional. Yeah. The, jean jacket scene, the jean jacket scene in this, I'm like, wow, this is. It doesn't seem to be making anybody happy. No, Red flags definitely everywhere. not Corey. Corey <laughs> no. is Corey's miserable. clearly unhappy. And, Red flags and Topanga everywhere. should definitely. And Topanga's just clueless. God, yeah, yeah. Pull the, pull the pull the pull the shoot. Pull Topanga's the shoot. Like begging him to talk nicely to her and also <laughs> not kiss other people. Other people while after together. breaking into her home. Yeah, yeah, there's just so many red flags. <laughs> it's here. It's like, yeah. I brought you half your cat. Like, when wait, I was what? young, I think I thought it was romantic, and you know, I'm like, what? Right. Yeah. Just... So again, we get the graduate reference. Missy Robinson, you're trying to seduce me. She says, "Well, she's not doing a very good job of it since it's past nine, and they're not even making out yet." Corey panics that it's past nine. He asks for a phone. She points to the corded home phone next to the couch, and he takes it into the closet to call Topanga. It is for sure the exact same closet as the seven minutes. Ahead. Exact same closet. They yep. didn't even try to hide it. Nope. Corey says he's on his way to Chubby's to pick up Topanga's ice cream. Topanga asks how the party is, and he says, oh, there were a lot of no-shows. As Missy comes into the closet, closes the door behind her, coming up right behind Corey. Phone doesn't ring, by the way. Bad facting. Bad facting. Bad phone acting. He picks up up the phone. He's like, Topanga. Hello, Topanga. Usually parents have to answer. (laughs) You have to ask for Topanga. Yeah, it didn't even ring. Terrible facting. (laughs) 
I just, you know, I also just wish like when they're on the couch and even the dance, like, why isn't Corey having any fun? Like he's, but he knows he's doing something wrong. I mean, he should be having fun. That's why he's there. Like, if you were ever in this position, you would be having fun either getting... Well, you like, need to make a choice. You would either right. get the heck out of there because yes. I'm not going to have fun because I'm doing something I'm wrong. I'm guilty. Right. Or, or I'm going to just be her. like, I'm doing it. Yeah, I'm, I'm jump fun. in with like, both this feet. This is cool. I'm going to cheat. Even just it's one just moment where he's like, oh, I really like this. You know, or, or she's laughing at me or I'm laughing at something she said. Like, we're connecting and this is not good. Like, but instead he's just miserable, 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 stopping her from kissing her, miserable. Oh my God, it's nine o'clock. It's like, well, you were well, miserable you there? the whole time. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Like, right. But that's it, what I'm saying. Yeah. They tried to make it seem like the only reason he stayed is because Sean was going to be with Libby and so he's doing true. Libby a, he's, he's doing, doing Sean, Sean a, favor, a favor like oh go ahead you go be with Libby I'll just drag this out that's I'll right. just see that's what right. happens so that's, that's kind right. of what they're doing okay yeah he's, he's, yeah it could have been written to a little more I think but yeah yes. I think so too like he yeah. could have been like Sean where is Sean yeah. like yeah. he can't leave mm-hmm. because Sean's not there or he starts to leave and you hear me yell don't do it and then he has to come back down right exactly they could have played that up a little bit more yep um so Missy just assaults him. She starts nibbling on Corey's ear while he's still on the phone with Topanga and he starts singing, oh, Susanna. And he's giggling, trying not to make it obvious that he's being sexually assaulted. Corey hangs up, but Missy says he's not getting out because she is scary as hell and wants a kidnapping charge, apparently. And then she kisses Corey. Corey says he can't do this. He has a girlfriend. And even though Missy is very attractive and then she hears her dad come home and she panics, saying he has to leave fast because she's not allowed to have boys over. And he says she's very sensitive. Did you guys hear? I could have heard it wrong. Was it a honk? Yes. I think so it was the, the parents honk of like the car locked. Okay. It's the, the locking of the car when your car, when your horn <laughs> okay. honks. Good. Because I was like, like, who honks? Like, I'm home. I'm home. Honk. Honking. <laughs> okay. All right. That makes sense. The alarm. Okay. I great. think it's the, I think it's he locked the car Logic and police. it makes, okay. a, like, makes a horn. Because we, t- we had this discussion in our house as well. Good. Okay. Good. Uh, Corey asks how fast and she points to the heads on the wall and says faster, which is again, That's a funny. very funny line. Funny joke. Corey sees both deer heads and then imagine his, imagines his own head as a third his head looks at him and tells him to get out. Get out. What voice is that, by the way? Do you think, is out. it Ben doing that yeah. voice? Or really? Is it? it is. Mm-hmm. I think so. Get out. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's one of those things that if you had shown me, I would have been like, what is happening? Like, yeah. there was an episode of Boy Meets World where Ben's right. head was on a thing. I yeah. would be like, I have no idea what this is. Because, yeah. n- you know, we... We would have shot that in like, you know, oh, yeah. On a 20 Wednesday, minutes and yeah, then never 20, done it yeah. again. Yep. And I wouldn't remember it. And yet I'm sure it's iconic for some people like God, his head on yeah. that thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I had no idea this ever happened. Yeah, me neither. Uh, Sean comes up behind Corey and Sean tells him there isn't a basement in town. He hasn't escaped. Mickey gives very detailed instructions about how to get out. And Corey says, I'm sensing you've done this before. <laughs> And then we're in the Matthews living room. Eric is watching baseball for Baggy and tells Amy and Alan to come <sighs> watch. Uh, Alan clarifies, so if he gets hit two more times, this picture becomes a priceless treasure. And Eric says, you're proud of me. Very cute. 
Mm-hmm. Amy notices Bagwell is getting led to home plate, and Eric explains, "Well, yeah, the last time he got hit, both his eyes swelled up." <laughs> so disturbing, so, so horrible. <laughs> the best though is when the hit happens. Oh, yeah. My face, your face, <laughs> you—that's what too—are a complete psychopath. Yeah, the gleam and pleasure in your eyes. I, I was know. dying. I was like, <laughs> so you funny. managed to be so happy and yet completely evil at the same. Oh yeah, God. <laughs> and their funny. reactions. Um, it's, I was, it was dying. So, it's, yeah, that's so funny. It was great. <laughs> On the first pitch, Baggy gets hit by the ball, and Eric is thrilled, oh even though Baggy God. is still on the ground, and Amy and Alan are cringing. <laughs> The announcer says Baggy is requesting a microphone from the stretcher. Baggy says today he considers himself the stupidest man on the face of the earth and then announces he quits baseball. And this is a reference to Lou Gehrig, who when he retired said, today I consider myself the luckiest luckiest man man on the face face of of the earth. Yep. And Alan says, well, 200 macaroons down the drain. Eric says, no way. Mark my words. That man plays baseball again or else my name isn't Eric Neil (laughs) Matthews. Amy says, that's not your middle name. That's one of my favorite Eric moments. (laughs) That's one of my favorite Eric moments ever is that. And that's the end of the storyline. Yeah. Yeah. That's the button. That's it. it. Eric Neil Math. And the Say It Ain't So is another one that uh, that is it's a takeoff on um, Shoeless Joe Jackson when when he uh, got caught cheating. And it was a little kid going, say say it ain't so, Joe. Say it ain't so. So that's another. Those are two old school baseball references. It's 2024 and stress is already everywhere. Deadlines at work. Your kid's screaming at you. Non-stop traffic. The world is ending. That's a big jump there, Ryder. Sorry, kind of true. Yeah, well, when we want to get away from the struggles of everyday life and have some comforting me time, we break into some Keebler Sandies. Let's say it's finals week and Mr. Feeney has scheduled all of the tests into one day. How will Topanga find a comforting moment to herself? Go to the mall? Not with this hair. Play guitar with her father, Jedediah? Depends on which Jedediah. Bite into some delicious Keebler Sandies? Exactly. Keebler Sandies are buttery shortbread cookies made with simple ingredients. And each Keebler Sandies cookie is baked to perfection by the adorable Keebler elves for a light sweetness and texture that melts in your mouth. God bless those little Keebler elves. When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat that will keep you going. So, the next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. Tell the elves Pod Meets World sent ya. They're real. I've seen them. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ionic 5 is a tech-forward electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. 
backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free. Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment Professionals can be as easy as a phone call. And one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. I've heard Neil was wrong, but don't they do Randall at one point too? Isn't it oh. Eric Randall Matthews? I'm sure it's on IMDb. Since they Kyle, there's no Kyle's. What I talk to my what I Kyle's call myself. what you call yourself. So I think that should be in quotes as yeah, part of your name. I think it's Randall, but I'm I could be wrong. But that's one of my favorite <laughs> all time Eric moments. Is just the perplexed look of that. And you never even, knew your uh, own middle name. <laughs> Betsy's reading is perfect. That's that's not yeah. your middle. Like it's like, it's like your a middle name. It's I like, know. It's great. So yeah. <laughs> so then we're in Chubby's. Corey and Sean walk into Chubby's so Corey can order Topanga's ice cream. Corey asks Sean why he kissed Missy Robinson, not realizing he says it out loud so everyone in Chubby's can hear. Sean says Missy attacked him and Corey is the victim, which, to be fair, is the truth. It, 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 that is what happened. I do understand that Corey was there and he should have yeah. left. Yeah, shouldn't have been Being- there. Being in a place that you shouldn't be is not an invitation for someone to forcibly put their mouth on you. That's ever. true. Very true. <laughs> like you can do it, it when you because you can mitigate the risk, but it still doesn't make it right. It's a little like to take it to an extreme. It's a little like, well, did you see what she was wearing? Yes. It it doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter that he was there. I mean, right. I think I think. I, I think the the key thing is that she did try and he stopped her with his hand between their Twice. lips first. Yeah, that's the key. It, like, if he hadn't done that, I would say, like, you know, you go in, you make the move for a kiss. And if, you know, if, if you, you get the touch pullback, lips, right. Yeah. If you touch lips, you you could say, like, I don't think that that's always assault, you know. But, like, in this case, it's the third time that she's. He's Pretty also much. not just stopped with his fingers. He also right. says, I have a girlfriend. Yeah. I right. have a girlfriend. Right. I, I I don't want to do this. I can't do this. Whether it's I can't or I don't want to. It doesn't, you right. know, he says, I can't do this. I have a girlfriend. Right. He literally runs into the closet and shuts the door to be away from her. And <laughs> yes. she then follows him in there. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, like I, I think it's it's doing a lot of work to just make sure that Corey is as innocent as right. he possibly can be. Right. Um but you never know, should have and, been in that and, and he does take responsibility for for something. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, I think the show is just wanting to make sure that that the viewers identify with Corey. Because if it was too easy to be like, well, Corey, you're just an ass, 
you're just a cheating ass. Yeah, like, yeah you know, it'd like, be done. It, and then the whole episode's useless. So yeah, this it's isn't a lot Lauren. Of work to this make is it, very different than right, Lauren. You know, right, which exactly. which they go down that road as well, where he actually emotionally yes. and right. physically cheats, which is a, which right. is a whole different thing. Totally different. Um, yeah. This so yeah, is different. it's just I would like to point out that Sean is acting like, look, I'm going to come up with a I'm going to come up with a, a trick for you. You're a victim. But truthfully, but it kind of is true. Right? It is actually the truth. You know, you can. Uh, so it gets worse, though, for me, because like you say, Corey is the victim, which I truth is basically the truth not a lie even though sean is acting like it's a little bit of a lie Corey gets the ice cream from a new chubby's employee and sean says Corey. <laughs> i love is that chubby's has all this ice cream too in pints, nowhere else in town Apparently. to get anything you, you can get uh, pints of ice cream you there. have your raves there yep. you have your your ice cream <laughs> yeah exactly it's even ch- though apparently chubby. the school is right next to a frozen yogurt shop where madame ospenskaya oh, yeah. reads could have gone, could have gone that, there that got shut down oh yeah that, <laughs> that was shut down sense. okay health code violation yes health code uh, violation too many wolves <laughs> So Corey gets the ice cream and Sean says, Corey is home free. He kissed another girl and he's going to get away with it until he says hello, Topanga. And Topanga is standing behind Corey. Corey turns around to see Topanga and starts saying, like the 15th time we've had the. I wasn't even going to mention it. I wasn't even going to mention it. She starts singing Oh Susanna again and Topanga says she needed to get out of the house and that it's getting late. She worried Corey might have forgotten about her. He says, does this look like I forgot about you holding up the ice cream? Topanga takes the ice cream from him and asks if it's okay if she doesn't kiss him because she's still germy. She blows him a kiss and starts to walk out. Sean says Corey is home free. Corey says home nothing and then stops Topanga saying he can't lie to her about what happened tonight. And then Corey says he accidentally kissed Missy. Before we get into that, Which can I just ask very quickly? Isn't what No, happened. but can I ask why where what what is Topanga doing? Was she just going to walk downstairs in Chubby's and then leave? No, she was coming to order her own ice cream. Is that what it was? She and was coming to get there. her ice cream. Okay. Yes, she was coming. Gotcha. She was worried he Perfect. forgot about her. She had to get out of the house. I'll go Perfect. get my own ice cream. Gotcha. And then he has it for her and she's like, "Oh, great. Thank you. I can right. leave now." Gotcha. 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 Um but Yeah, I think him saying him accidentally up. is just a way to soften what he did. Like it's just him being an idiot, right? Right, and I guess just throwing know, in a word to make it sound better than but it is. Did he kiss her? He, he didn't, didn't even kiss her. She kissed, she kissed him. him. The only thing he should take responsibility for is, is going to. I him. went to this yeah. party tonight, and and it I kind turns of knew out that it was only a party for me. And instead of leaving, I, I stayed. stayed. Yep, and right. she kissed me. Yep, like. After I told her twice that I didn't want to and stopped her from doing it yes. and then ran into another room and shut the door. And I hid in a closet. And hid in a closet. And I mean, so really, the really, it's it's a blocking thing. If if she, if they're in the closet after he hangs up the phone, if she had just sort of grabbed him and looked at him and he had kissed her. Big difference. They met, they Big met together. Yes. Just, if they met together. Correct. It would then be. Then he could accident, then he could say, right. I got caught up i don't know what i i i, yeah. I found myself in a bad situation and i think it totally would have been fine i think it would have it would it wouldn't have been, it would have been the same moment right like Corey is is not i don't know like yeah i i, I think it's a good storyline for him to because he put himself in this situation he's flirting yeah. with a girl yeah he does think she's attractive he says that finally but the like, truth it seems is like- in that case if that had been the case i think there wouldn't have ever been a world where topanga would then say well, then we should stay in this relationship. I think she would say a relationship is a choice you make where you agree to be monogamous with your 
significant other. And if you are telling me that when you go to a party, it might end up happening that you become ensorcelled and kiss somebody else, you should just be single. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being single and going to a party and kissing somebody. But if you're going to be in a relationship and have a girlfriend, that's a choice you've made. You know what you give up when you make that choice. Mm -hmm. And if so in this case, they really did need it to be that it wasn't Corey cheating. It isn't the Lauren situation. Right. Mm-hmm. Address that later when he actually has a come she, to she Jesus cheats. about their relationship and he yeah. cheats on her. Yeah. They didn't want that to be this case. So I don't know why then it isn't presented the way it, it is. And so the fact that then he says, I accidentally kissed her, Topanga has a normal reaction, which is, excuse me, how do you accidentally kiss someone? Did she slip yeah. and your lips broke her fall? He tells her he feels horrible again. Now, red flags everywhere. Topanga's just been told she's been cheated on. And he goes, I feel really bad. You sure are making me feel bad. Gosh, why do you have to make me feel so bad since I feel so bad anyway? Right. And she right. like kind of accepts that. And her response is, well, what do you think I should do? Which I love. I love asking that. That's what parents should do, too, by the way. Like, wow, right. well. There was a real, you know, there was a choice made here that I feel right. like was a bad choice. What what should the response to the bad choice be? And he says right. he hopes it's not what he deserves. Which is a good answer, though. Yeah, great yeah. answer. Yeah. Also, yeah. Though, does he fully deserve to be broken no. up with? No, well, because with the way they the wrote it, he does. The way they wrote this, right, the way he's he presenting does. it. Exactly. Right. But no, of course not. He but doesn't. No, at the end of the day, but... he made some bad choices by not leaving, but he also didn't cheat on her. So right. Topanga then... Weirdo him? goes, how'd she kiss you? Because Topanga knows she's got the ensorcelment. All she needs yeah. to do is ensorcel <laughs> It is such so a weird moment. I did not him. know what was happening. I was like, how are him. they going to resolve this? I was like, she's well, going to choice. Yeah, she's she's going to ensorcel him and be totally fine. Use and then her smile feminine wiles. Okay. Those feminine wiles. I have gonna... a question. I have a question. And I know this is not what they were planning. But in my head, what if? She was going to stay with him, but as a bit of a punishment, she was going to get him sick. I think so. I think that's part of it. I mean, that's why, which is also all I could think about. I was like, oh, now that's gross. Now she's (laughs) getting him sick. That's all I was thinking. I was like, you made a reference to being Jeremy. That's why I think she kisses him. She's like, I'm going to forgive you this time, but you're going to remember what you did because I'm going to maybe kill you with strep. Right. Right. So I'm going to infect you (laughs) in in a world post COVID. That's, I don't know, man. It feels weird. Right. Yeah. Did you so almost then, say that's hard to swallow? Because that yep. would have been a great, yep. great that's what I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then she grabs him, says, was it like this? And she ensorcels him with a real open mouth kiss. And Corey is ensorcelled. <laughs> By the way, Topanga's just kissed him. He says he's never been kissed like that before. Yeah. What? 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 What is what this? Is what the is the skill? And it was what literally roll credits. It, it was, was like, what, what just then, happened? Yeah. Topanga says, it'll be the last time if you ever do that again. And then Angry the whole mommy. scene. Angry the mommy who still situation kisses me. <laughs> so Topanga weird. smiling at him like and then a total doofus. It smiling. was so it's... weird. It was such a weird <laughs> ending. It was like, what, the, what just happened? It was like, a, what just what just, just happened? Red it was flags so everywhere. And Resolution, they end up together. They're fine. They're still they're, they're still going to stick this out, even though they're teenagers who aren't married or have children with each other they could walk away at any point yeah it's okay to walk away what would have been so much better is is had he told her what kind of happened 
what actually happened. I shouldn't have been. And she's like, look, you shouldn't have been down there. That was your mistake. Is that the second you walked down there and saw that it was a party just for the, you should have gotten out of there. That yeah. you yeah. put yourself that's in this never situation. Made clear. No, I mean, that's, that's no. clear to us as like no. grownups watching the show, but for kids watching the show, the idea that Corey did something wrong is very murky. And like yeah. clarifying what is actually wrong about this situation right. is is kind of helpful, right? Like because yes. we're we're having a very extensive discussion in this podcast about figuring out what it is that went wrong because it's 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 tricky. Like yeah. all of these things are yes. tricky, and so it, it, I do think there's a responsibility to a certain degree for the show to explain what is the wrong, where right. the moral line right. is, when it was crossed, and then for Topanga to. To actually decide whether she wants to forgive him or not based on what Correct. was actually, actually done. happened. Yes. Yeah, what exactly. actually happened. None of that is clarified. It's no. left intentionally murky and it's solved with seduction. Right. Yeah. Or more I, sex. Yeah. Like, <laughs> which it's is weird. just weird. I would like, have ended is... with with a great Topanga line and it would have taken it in a whole different way. But I would have ended with and, you know, with Corey saying something like, you know, well, what about Missy and Topanga just going, oh, yeah, she and I are going to have a talk. Like just right. something like that where it was like, cause it was her. She actually was the engine behind this entire thing. So right. yeah, the whole thing was just really weird I the know. way it was wrapped up. Yeah, just I, bizarre. I, people are probably going to be so mad at me for having this take on it. Cause I think I have a feeling this is one of those episodes that people really like. I don't know. Maybe people don't really like this episode, but I have a feeling this is one of those things that when well, you are I a think, kid and you watch yeah, it for whatever yeah. reason, you think it's romantic. You think it's. Right. Wait, There's what's something- romantic? Topanga taking him back at the end? Like Topanga being confident enough to send him to a party and then for something bad to happen at that party and for Topanga to still be confident enough that what she's right. confident in is actually that Missy doesn't have what I have. Right. Which is some special is kiss. Weird. And yeah. some special ensorcelment power over Corey. And, right. you know, oh, they're meant to be together. They're kids like that kind of romanticism of like, oh, even right. when when tough things come up, these two people can just overcome it if you turn them blind eye to horrible red flags yeah, that your relationship isn't what it should be. Weird. Like, right. Right. There's something there that I think um you liked when you were 13. Yeah, that just you get kind of carried away with the like, yeah, because by the way, you do get carried away by hormones at 13. Of course. Right. You do get carried away by exactly what Ryder is saying. Like, oh, man, I have a girlfriend. I really shouldn't enjoy this as much as I am. But look, I'm having a great time. This conversation totally. is riveting. I'm having fun dancing. Yeah, right. She's sitting She's close gorgeous. to me. She's gorgeous. I'm attracted to her. She's right. yeah. a short yeah. dress on. Like, yeah, yeah. Totally. You do Those things do happen. Um, yeah. So anyway. Uh, the tag. We're in the school hallway. Mr. Williams asks Turner how Feeney is with this C storyline I almost forgot entirely existed. <laughs> it's only two scenes. Yep. Oh, the other storylines are only two scenes. Will's yep. storyline is only two scenes. This yep. one's only two. But they're good scenes. I like they both are. of them. They're great. I like both the B and C storylines. Yeah, I'm me totally too. On board. I do Mostly too. Mostly Bill's performance is so oh, good. Oh, God, it's so genius. I watch genius. it all day. Yeah. Uh, he wants to know how his bad <laughs> knee did at the walk walkathon, and Turner says, "Bad knee? <laughs> bad Who knee. told you that?" Feeney trots down the stairs. Oh, the, just the way he, he runs laugh, down the he stairs. Gets a laugh on the walk. Just great. The, just <laughs> bouncing <laughs> down the stairs. Trots, he bounces down the stairs <laughs> so and great. says, "There is nothing like a ten mile walk." <laughs> Eli realizes he owes Feeney $500 because of his $50 a mile deal. Feeney gets an ache in his knee and says he better ice it. Eli asks if Turner can buy him lunch and Turner says, yeah, 
Eli clarifies he means all year. All year. Great. Then we see Corey is homesick on the couch and Topanga calls him from school, says, oh, sounds like he has the same thing she had. And Corey says he doesn't think he'll ever get off the couch. Topanga tells him not to worry. She sent something over that will have him on his feet in no time. And then Trini walks in the front door ready to help. Now, is this payback slash a revenge type situation? I think Will's right. I think that's the best explanation for like. Yeah. That that yeah that that Topanga was resolving the situation with a kiss, which is weird. Yeah. Um. But that that also that kiss was double edged and yeah. was yeah, a exactly. way to get him sick. Right. So and then know. I can sick my best friend on you, who's someone you find annoying. Yeah, it's right. payback essentially. Right. Yeah. Right. Because I so did wonder. Like Corey learns she- his lesson. I just yeah I, I do think it would have been nice to clarify like what what that lesson is like what you know what is it about this don't put yourself in bad situations i guess which is a great lesson too it's a good lesson i love exactly what writer said that we are having an in-depth conversation about who is wrong and where Mm -hmm. and where Mm -hmm. were the lines crossed and these are important conversations to have as adults as kids especially because relationships are tricky and social Mm -hmm. norms are tricky and not everybody picks up on social norms the same way and sometimes you think you are giving off a a sign that you are either uncomfortable but if you're not direct enough someone else may not read it and you know there there is a lot of room for uh conflict and very bad Mm -hmm. things to happen if those uh aren't just directly talked about and i think this episode missed the mark there Uh, and maybe that wasn't what they were trying to do and certainly in the 90s this wasn't as openly discussed as yeah it it is is now now. sure there is a very big spotlight on consent uh these days and i wish there had been a very big spotlight on consent you know years ago but it just wasn't the same i mean i know we've all had private conversations about times and situations where we've looked back and thought, man, I didn't ever think of it that way, but I was definitely trying to tell somebody else no, and they did not see it that way or respect it that way. And, um, you know, I I do think it's, we're reading it from a 2023 lens and we will probably get ish for that, that like, oh, it's so woke. But being that we are rewatching it in 2023, I think it's really good to be able to say, I actually enjoyed the episode. I, I, despite, despite the, Topanga weird ending stuff. Overall, mm-hmm. I like the situation. Me too. Yeah. I like, and I like the, I think, the, the I think, other two storylines. Me too. I think digging yeah. in and tr- finding layers of complexity, that's the most fun part. That's, I mean, the that's best what part. I want to do this podcast for. Of beyond course, the, like, that's memoir the best stuff. part. I love being like, you know, maybe Topanga did kiss him yeah. for revenge and forgiveness. You know, like all yeah. that's cool. And like, I think criticizing it is, is helpful. I, you know, for me, a lot of this does go back to what we noticed at the beginning of the second season, which is the the horny boy point of view yeah. <laughs> that this show just sort of defaults to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really interesting for me to see how much the show relies on that perspective. Like this, yeah. this is not an episode about Topanga's feelings. This is not an episode about Topanga's point of view at all. Mm-mm. Like the, like the, to like go, there's a lot of complexity given to Corey's point of view, right? There's a yeah. lot of nuance, whereas Topanga is just a sort of uh, 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 an angry, like, you know, e- how is she going to react? Like, is she going to forgive me or not is the only question. Her yeah. feelings about this are just 
completely off camera. Like they're just yeah. not part of the show. And that's a really interesting sort of like it's a missed opportunity for our show because Topanga should she's a big part of the storyline, yeah. right? Like and I would yeah, and I'm I think with the Lauren stuff we do get into that, right? I'm yeah. assuming yeah, our I show th- I mean, gets we think, more yeah. yeah. And this episode I'd like to point out, written by two women. Interesting. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Susan Myers. It just feels very much like the the point of the episode is for Corey to be conflicted. Yeah. For for horny Corey to to not know what to do. And it's yep. like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know, would like, love to see and again that maybe it's exactly the same. I would love to see the first draft that right. was submitted. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. By the, the two the, women. The draft before it was written <laughs> by a room. Yeah. I would love yeah. to have seen what it was. Well, who knows? Could have been exactly the same for the record. Yeah, Could have been exactly the same. Well, thank you all for joining us for this episode of Pod Meets World. As always, you can follow us on Instagram, Pod Meets World Show. You can send us your emails, podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. And we have merch. Merch that we will no longer be signing at airports. (laughs) (laughs) Writer, send us out. We love you all. Pod dismissed. Pod Meets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Daniel Fischel, Will Friedle, and Ryder Strong. Executive producers, Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production, Danielle Romo. Producer and editor, Tara Sudbach. Producer, Jackie Rodriguez. Engineer and Boy Meets World superfan, Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon. You can follow us on Instagram at Pod Meets World Show or send us an email at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies. I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead. Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler Sandies shortbread cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So, make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby.